Welcome to Restitch America, a podcast about restoring civility, strengthening patriotism, and rebuilding unity in America. My name is Almohine Opari. As an immigrant for nearly two decades and a new American citizen, I created this show to help heal our national conversation, to rekindle our pride in our country, and to rebuild our sense of patriotism through optimism, civility, and willful positivity. Now sit, relax, and let's restitch America. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Restitch America. My name is Almohenio Pari. I'm very excited to be here with you today. This is episode number four of season two. Thank you for joining us. And today I have with me our producer, Jenny Johnson. And I'm excited to have her here today to help me with the discussion. So, Jenny, welcome. Yep, it's nice to be back. <laughs> I know. So, we're recording this at 5 a.m. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, it's early um, morning. Uh, so, Jenny, since we last had you on the show, mm-hmm. a few things have happened. And what we're hoping to do today is to tackle kind of a sentiment that I see going around a little bit. And that sentiment is this feeling that everything that is going on around us is so monumental and it Mm -hmm. is so overwhelming that we can't really tell what our role is or whether anything we're doing really matters. And I think a lot of people are in some kind of crisis because of this, because it's really hard to know if it is worth it. If it is worth speaking up, if it is worth you know waking waking up every day, trying to kind of wake people up as well, right? And so we wanted to to take this episode to discuss you know what you can do, what you can do in that situation. And I want us to start this episode by uh, playing a video that I posted on social media the last um, couple of days, and. The response that I've received on that video is quite interesting, and I wanted to share that with you today. So I'm going to play that video, and then I'm going to have you, um, we're going to talk about it a little bit. So here it goes. Hi, everyone. So I am looking for some ideas on how to not be completely apathetic the things that are going on in this country and around the world. How do you guys do it? How are you waking up every day believing that what you do every day has the potential to change anything? How are you keeping yourself motivated? How are you keeping your children motivated to know that in spite of the things that are happening in the country, that there is reason to keep speaking up that there's reason to keep fighting for our values, even when the people we have elected to represent those values can't seem to do anything right. How are you keeping a sane mind? How are you keeping yourself from completely disconnecting from everything and just focusing on your life and your sphere of influence? I want to hear how you're doing it. Okay. So so everybody take a moment and think about 
the questions that I asked in that video. How are you doing it? Just take a just take a brief moment and say what is holding you up? What is making everything worth it? I know currently our society is going through something and some people have described this as a meaning crisis. We have a lot of people who are in the younger generation who are looking for something meaningful to support. And unfortunately, they are jumping on bandwagons that may lead to a place that is not desirable. Over the last couple of weeks, you've seen protests all over the country of young people who so desperately want a cause that they've glommed onto a movement that in many cases is based on lies and in many cases is calling for horrific things. And the question is, what do we do? I have a friend um, who is from Ghana as well. And she is, she's been very interested in politics and interested in the things that are happening in the country. She became a U.S. citizen. And I spoke to her a couple of days ago, and she felt the same feeling of apathy. She felt like, look, it's, it's not going to change anything. Why don't I just focus on myself and my little family? Because nothing I do is going to change anything. And then you look at Congress and all the craziness. You can't get people to, to make a decision as to a Speaker of the House, right? And you just feel powerless. Now, Jenny, I wanted to know, are you kind of getting a sense of this as well? Or am I completely off the ball here? Well, I wouldn't necessarily say apathy. <laughs> I think in order to say like apathy... It's like to feel nothing. And I think the problem is, is we're feeling everything because <laughs> I, I think it's especially with the last two weeks. You know, there's there's innocent people getting hurt on both sides and it's hard to like. I don't know, it's hard to process like I when I was thinking about the situation, it kind of reminded me of the feelings that I had when 9-11 happened when I was younger. And how at the time, I didn't know what that meant. You know, I didn't know what it meant for us. I didn't know what it meant for my family. And I didn't know what it, what, what things would mean going forward. And I think that that's kind of where a lot of people are at in their minds. They have, do I take a side? Do I not take a side? Where is this going? I'm sure a lot of people are already, you know, up in arms about, um, Ukraine and our our contribution there. <laughs> and so I think a lot of people, at least for me personally, what does this mean for our country? And I think you see the protests going on in our country, and I feel like that's pretty common. And so I've, I mean, even back with 9-11, that happened pretty consistently too. There were people who were like, supportive of the soldiers, supportive of the cause. And then there were the people who were just, why are we even in the war? And I think in the moment, it's hard to watch people, especially the young people starting to ask questions. But I think in some ways it's, it's a good thing 
because eventually that anger and frustration will turn into why are we even doing this in the first place? Because I, I feel like we're in that period where everyone's just riled up, like our emotions are haywire, are we're not thinking clearly, we're yelling things. I think it's mostly on the younger people's side. I think there's a lot of older people who um, I've seen in like footage at protests where they're they're a little bit more willing to talk, but then a lot of people are just their emotions are on display. But I think just like anything, there has to be a cooling off period where you realize did that do anything? Did, did my emotions that I was venting do anything? And I think over time people will realize, you know, maybe it didn't do as much good as I thought it did, but I feel like right now it's, it's definitely the, the conniption fit you know, that we're seeing. Yeah. And I don't necessarily have apathy towards it, but I do, I still, when I watch things, I still am riled up too. like my emotions are just everywhere. I feel like people aren't um, seeing each other yet. And I think when people finally can, I think that's when things will connect. And my hope is that they will. And my hope is that it doesn't divide things further, especially in our country. Cause in, in this case, like, I really feel like, you know, the U S in some way, like we, or even the youth that, you know, might be Palestinian or Israeli or, I feel like we we still don't know enough. We still don't know a lot. And I think oftentimes in that ignorance, you know, you get a reaction like that or like what's happening now. And so my hope is that people can let it out, <laughs> calm down, and then just allow, you know, dialogue to take place and just ask the right questions and be willing to listen to either side. Uh, thank you so much for sharing that. And the thought that came to my mind as you were speaking here is, yes, there is um, a little bit of listening that has to happen. Mm. However, I believe that one thing that we're lacking in this country today is a clear sense of what good and evil mm. are. No matter what, no matter what situation we're in, even in complicated and complex situations, we should have the ability to be able to differentiate what is good from what is evil. Mm -hmm. And what happened two weeks ago cannot in any way be misconstrued as some kind of, you know, good in some kind of um, disguise. Like there's absolutely no way you can look at it that way. And that's the challenge. It's where did we stray so far to the point where people are looking at the innocent murder of human beings, civilians, mm -hmm. children, and looking at that and saying, oh, it for, it's, it's part of a larger picture of something. And that's where I feel like we're losing our souls. Yeah. You know, as a Christian, one of the things I believe in is you know the end times and when i think about some of the prophecies of the end times it talks about getting to a place where people's hearts will grow cold mm -hmm. and i'm i'm like how can we not say we're at that point where people are looking at you know dead bodies of innocence these were not combatants these were not people who were responsible for any political decisions in israel Mm -hmm. And so 
kind of moving away from this conflict per se, mm-hmm. uh, when I posted my video, what I, I noticed was a very interesting response and the responses kept coming in, um, even though the video is very short. And so what I want to do is spend some time reading through some of the responses. And what I'm hoping for is to see if there is a thread here. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to turn this on, um, get onto my um, social media here. So I'm going to read some of the responses I got on Instagram and then some of the responses I, I got on um, okay so let's go through this alright so this is one of the first ones I got mm-hmm. um, and so once again just to remind you I was talking about how people are getting how people are surviving kind of mm-hmm. this this time in the world And these are some of the responses I got. Prayer and faith in Jesus. Focus on your blessings and not things you can't control. That was from one person. Another person said, this is not our home. We're just on a journey. There are so many hurting, lost, and dying people out there that need to hear real truth. We are supposed to keep trying until the Lord comes back. Here's another one. There's always hope when you believe in God. Man will always fail you at some time or another. Put your faith in a higher power. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you're seeing a pattern here. Yes. (laughs) The next one said, knowing we are temporarily here and trusting the Lord primarily but also you must have routines of self-improvement and health. You just take care of your body. You must work hard. You must read and learn. You must encourage others. You must take time for in-person meetings with family and friends. You must prepare for hard times. Every day, move forward. Keep your commitment to yourself. And health, body, mind, soul. If you don't, you will be discouraged and hopeless. We must do this daily. We must be an example for others. How mm-hmm. profound. Yeah. Is that? Um, another person said, My Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I still view and pay attention to what's going on so that I know what to pray for and I know how to help people navigate through it. We all have to know how to build a relationship with God so that we can build relationships with people so his will can be done. I keep a mindset of it's not about me, but I perform for a party of one, the Alpha and Omega. I work to keep my eyes off myself. When people can become anchored in something solid and true, it helps them focus. It helps them to have focus and discernment so they can navigate things more clearly instead of walking blindly. Almost like you've never had a guide on a tour. The guide knows exactly where to go. That is Jesus for me. He says, Simone, I know you can't see the stepping stones because the water is so high, but just trust me. I know where they are. So step where I step and I'll get you across. I hope that makes sense. 
God bless and protect everyone on here. And thank you all for your posts. They're amazing. How profound. Mm -hmm. I saw this thread throughout the entire comment section, Mm -hmm. both on TikTok and on Instagram and on Truth Social and even on Twitter. Yeah. As they call it now. And I was quite surprised because I don't, I don't, on my platform, I don't usually talk mm-hmm. about religion. Yeah. And, and so this was actually a, quite a sign of hope for me mm-hmm. that everyone, almost everyone was turning to their faith in Jesus, mm-hmm. their faith in God as their anchor throughout these struggling and difficult times. And so the question that came to my mind is, what about those who don't believe? Mm, How are yeah. they holding up? How about the people who wake up and think there is no God and this is everything we have? How helpless do you feel when you know there's no greater reason or there's mm-hmm. no greater purpose or that there's nobody in control? This yeah. is all up to us. And I, I just can't imagine the despair that will make me feel if I were in that situation. Mm-hmm. And so I've decided that, you know, today or tomorrow, I'm going to post another video where I'm going to ask the people who are not believers who follow me mm-hmm. to find out what they're doing. Yeah. Right. To find out how people are holding up. Mm-hmm. And for me, one of the things I've learned over the last few weeks is the the importance of the relationships that we have here because we don't know how quickly those things could change mm-hmm. and how quickly they could be taken away from us. Um, and like I said, throughout the entire thing, everybody was talking about prayer. Mm-hmm. Everybody was talking about faith in God and Jesus Christ. And that seemed to be the anchor that was immovable. Yeah. Well, well as I was, proud. as I was listening to, it was hard for me not to smile at it. <laughs> and we had, you know, we started the conversation on thinking about like a really hard topic. Um, but then listening to their responses made me so happy to hear like it's, it's, and like you said, it's for people who have that connection with Christ and who have that faith to know that there's some, there's a purpose in everything and leading the way. Like they, it was nice to have that reminder and to see that other people were willing to share that. Cause I think sometimes it's all too easy to not, you know, especially talk about your faith and everything. So it makes me happy to see more people doing that and just seeing it was uplifting. Like if anything, if they were, if their goal was to touch someone, they definitely did it. And I appreciate their comments because it needs to be said more, especially for those people who maybe you know, are struggling, you know, that don't have that in their life. And maybe they find that they do need it. I'm so, so, I was so heartened by the messages that I Mm -hmm. got because yes, we feel in some way that, you know, religion and faith is relegated to the outskirts of life, right? Mm -hmm. You don't hear too many people on the mainstream media talking about their faith and how that is helping them process some of the things we're going through, right? Some of the mm-hmm. challenges that are happening, especially with our youth, with the identity crisis that 
is it seems to be pervasive now everywhere you turn mm -hmm. and to 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 recognize that there are faithful believers out there yeah. who are still faithful i i think what this is doing is it's forcing people to go down to their foundations right yeah it's it's moving people back to the basics of their lives mm -hmm. and and they're recognizing that the only thing that is solid the mm -hmm. only ground that they can trust is their faith yeah and and i i feel the same way too I feel that, you know, my faith is the reason. And what really has helped me as well is recognizing that because of our faith, we understand that this life is not everything, mm -hmm. right? That God never promised a perfect world. But what he said was be in the world, but not off the world. And I believe what he means by that is that, yes, we have to sojourn in this fallen world, but we should not be consumed by the world. Yeah. Whether by, you know, the, the happenings that we see on TV, whether by, you know, the, the arguments that are going on on social media, that we should not be consumed by those things. Mm -hmm. He said he, Jesus said he had overcome the world. Yeah. And what are we to do to follow in his example? And I know this episode is getting a little religious, but I mean, <laughs> that is the thing that is holding people up. Yeah. And we should not be ashamed to say it. Mm -hmm. Right. We should not be ashamed to embrace the values, the principles that are keeping people like us moving forward every day. Mm hmm. And I think um, many years ago, I had an experience that always I, I come back to, to help me kind of reset my mindset. And it is um, an experience that I've shared before, but I, I don't know if I've shared on this podcast, so I'm going to mm. go ahead and share it. So a few years ago, a friend of mine invited me to go on a hike. And if you know anything about me, <laughs> I'm, I'm not a hiker. I'm not, I'm not an extreme, extreme sports kind of guy. And this hike was a 14 mile round trip. And I had absolutely no preparation whatsoever. <laughs> the person just called me on a Tuesday and the hike was on a Friday. So here I was committing to go on a hike without any prep. And I knew it was going to be hard, but I just assumed that, you know, I could just do it. <laughs> I just, it was an assumption I made <sighs> until I got on the trail. So <laughs> this was, um, I, I live in Utah. So this is, uh, Mount Timpanogos. Oh, that's the one I was thinking of. I was like, <laughs> he probably got invited to Timp. <laughs> a 14 mile round trip. So here I was on the trail with a, a bunch of people. And these people ranged in, in um, a wide range of experience. There were people who had, you know, hiked that trail multiple times. There were people who had, you know, gone a few times. There were people who had horseback ridden up that trail and, and back down. 
and so on and so forth. So there were people of various um, backgrounds and experience. And I was here. And prior to that, the, probably the, the, the longest hike I'd ever done is probably like a three mile hike round trip. Right. <laughs> so here I was 14 miles right in front of me and it seemed insurmountable. Mm. And the people who were there recognized that I was scared, recognized that, you know, maybe I wouldn't be able to do it. So they came up with an idea and their idea was ingenious. They said, we have experienced people here. And because we want to stay together as a group, what we're going to do is we have this rope. We're going to tie the rope to the people who are strongest. Mm. And what we're going to ask you stragglers to do is just to hold on to the rope. And as long as you hold on to the rope, we will keep together as a group mm -hmm. and we will use our strength to help you make it up the mountain. And so these people were planning to take turns on the rope to help us get up the mountain. Now, you're probably thinking, what a generous thing to do, right? What a generous thing for them to do for us. And so we started up the mountain and I took my very first step, second step. And if you're familiar with this trail, it starts pretty steep from the beginning. So you don't have, you know, a normal, you know, two mile, you know, flat surface before you start climbing up. It just goes up. And so in the first couple of minutes, I'm already starting to get winded. <laughs> and so now I'm holding on to the end of the rope and, and they're dragging us along and dragging us along. And then I started to feel guilty. And the reason I started to feel guilty is because I couldn't catch my breath. and. I felt like I was holding too tight on the rope to the point where I was pulling people back because mm. I couldn't keep up the pace that they were going. And, and this was concerning to me. And after about a mile or two, I had to make a decision. And the decision I had to make was, do I keep, you know, holding onto the rope and slowing everybody down or do I leave the rope? and potentially be left behind by the group. And I decided that I would choose the latter. I decided that I had to leave the rope. I had to leave the safety of the rope. And that, of course, came with risks. I didn't have people mm -hmm. to cheer me on. I didn't have people to pull me up. I didn't have people to hold me as I was struggling. But that decision was probably the best thing that I did mm -hmm. in that moment. So I said my goodbyes and I said, I'll be fine. And, and so they left me and I started having to make that decision to move forward. Mm -hmm. And this is probably the most difficult mental fight that I'd ever been in. You know, I'm pretty, I would say grounded. I'm pretty grounded in, in most of my life. There are not very many things where I'm, I'm wishy-washy. I know what I want and I go for it. But in this case, I had a mental struggle. I had to go step by step. And every step that I had to take, I had to ask myself, was this worth it? Mm -hmm. And it wasn't just because I was asking myself, my brain was asking me, is this worth it? What are you going to get for going up this mountain? There's no reward 
You're not going to get anything. Why are you doing this? My body, every part of my body was screaming to me to stop because there was nothing that I was going to get in this world from this hike. Mm. But I felt like I needed to keep going. And, and the only thing I could tell myself was don't focus on the top of the mountain just yet. Just focus on the very next step you got to take. And all you have to do, the only decision you have to make is whether to put your foot, one foot in front of the other. That's all. Mm -hmm. So everything became consolidated into this one decision. Am I going to take the next step? Mm -hmm. Am I going to take the next step? And that's what I did. So one step and the other, and I kept going and I kept saying, as long as I just take one step, eventually I'll get there. And then I saw some people coming down the mountain who had already finished. And if you've hiked before, people always make it seem like, oh, you're, you're close. You're close. You're going to make it. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's the worst. So like, I don't feel like I'm close. Right. There are people who are encouraging. And that was great. That helped. But then there were also people coming down who had given up. Mm -hmm. And so I saw two people from Africa as well. And they were like, <laughs> they're like nope we're not doing this anymore and so they cold. were coming down it gets cold too as you go up i, I know and and so they were coming down and and i asked them like what what was going on and they said hey we we just gave up because we don't have enough water uh, right and i realized i have the water i have everything and all i uh -huh. had to do was just put one foot in front of the other mm -hmm. and after five and a half hours of putting one foot in front of the other I made it up 11,000 feet mm -hmm. up to the summit of Timpanogos. Yeah. And, and once I got there, you know, and, and looked down into the valley, the views were beautiful. The views mm -hmm. were amazing. If I had seen a picture of those views, I could have appreciated those, those views without going on the hike. But being there and being the one to take the pictures by myself, that was really important. And the cool thing is when I was going up the mountain and thinking, why should I do this? I get up there and I was thinking I'm, I'm not going to be in cell phone range. Mm -hmm. But as I got up over the canopy, I had perfect cell phone range. And right there and then my dad called from Ghana. And so here I am in the middle of this trail and I get a call from Ghana. I answer the phone and it's my dad. And my dad says, what are you up to? <laughs> and I said, I am on a hike and I'm going, you know, up 11,000 feet. And the first thing he said was, why? <laughs> why are you doing that? And in that moment, I had to come up with a reason. And I, I thought about it for a second. And I said, well, because I want to challenge myself to mm -hmm. do something that seems impossible for me. And, and so when I, I, I look back on this experience, I learned a couple of lessons. The first one was just keep moving, mm -hmm. just keep moving. And funny thing, sometimes you will not be moving forward. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you will not be making any progress, but just keep moving. Even mm -hmm. if it is laterally, 
even if it is, you know, taking a break for a little bit, just Mm -hmm. keep moving. And so that was one lesson I learned. The second lesson was sometimes you have to let go of the rope Mm -hmm. in life. Sometimes we have to be willing, have the courage to let go of the rope. Mm-hmm. And I imagine what would have happened if I didn't let go of the rope. Would I have really accomplished this monumental task? Would yeah. I have seen it as my accomplishment versus somebody dragging me up the mm-hmm. mountain? Right. And so that's one lesson I learned from that. And then finally, another lesson I learned is that I can do hard things. I can do hard things. And my hope for this episode is to be able to convey that, that if you are in a state of mind where you feel like, you know, it's just hard, it's just so hard, and I don't know if I'm making any difference, and why am I going up this mountain? Why why does it matter? Who cares? I'm not going to get any recognition. Mm -hmm. Nobody's going to know that I'm making a difference. Yeah. If you remember the story of the starfish and the, and the man on the side of the, on the beach, looking at each starfish and saying, there are hundreds of thousands of starfish. And what is, you know, taking one of them and putting them back? What is that going to do? It's not going to change anything. Mm-hmm. And yet it makes a difference for that one starfish that you put back. Yeah. Right. It, it makes all the difference for the one that you help. And I'm hoping that this helps you, you know, recognize and reevaluate where you are in life and say to yourself, there is a, there's a purpose. Mm -hmm. There's a reason we're here. And in, in the past, when people have asked me why I believe in God, I say, I believe in God because there's purpose in life. And when there is purpose, there's intelligence. And when there's intelligence, there's a creator. Mm -hmm. And that's my basis is that everywhere you look, you recognize that there is a purpose to things. Yeah. And so in your life, my message to you is there is a purpose. There's a divine purpose for you, for your family members and everything that you do, every step that you take forward Every contribution you make is valuable to the whole. Mm-hmm. You know, the little light that you bring to a conversation is important. And I've, I've said this before, my, my social media handle is willful positivity. And so sometimes you wake up in the morning and you're not feeling very positive. And... And that's where it takes will to become positive. It, it, takes, it takes really evaluating where you are mentally and making a choice to be a light rather than be a drain mm. on the light that is in the world. Well, and something you said throughout your story kind of stuck out to me because I feel like this is at least in... Well, a lot of the aspects I could relate to, but this one in particular was that you were your own worst critic at first. (laughs) I mean, you questioned, why am I even here? And I think a lot of people have those moments of, is this even going to mean anything? And I think oftentimes where we're, 
we're our own worst critic. We think what we have means nothing in the grand scheme of things. And to someone, it means everything. And I've had a lot of those little reminders lately of what you did had purpose in my life. And it was something so small and I didn't think it had much impact. And like your hike, obviously one step might seem such a tiny thing, but you obviously have to make steps in order to get up 11,000 feet. And it doesn't matter like how quickly or how big those steps are. If you're still moving, you're making that active choice to continue forward. And I think that that's a perspective that in sometimes you know, some days it's hard to have that perspective is that, um, am I actually stepping somewhere? Am I getting anywhere? And what, something that comes to mind when I think about that is there's, I saw this image one time of this person and they're hiking and they're like, yeah, just a little bit further. And then it shows an even bigger view of that person throughout the year. And you can see the parts where it was steeper that they climbed and they're kind of like in this leveling out. There's nothing really exciting happen. They're not going up a slope. They're not going down a hill. And like they think, oh, well, I'm just going to go a little further and hopefully something happens. And but you see their journey along the way. And I think sometimes we lose perspective in that of, you know, maybe we're at a point in our journey where we just have to keep taking a step. Or maybe we're at a point in our journey where we are making that steep climb. And I kind of laughed when you said the steep climb because I've had friends that have made that climb up to Temp and they've done it in the dark. They've started at like midnight and climbed up through. And it's a lot scarier (laughs) because some of the trails are a little, they're a little thin. There's like cliff sides off, like looking off on the side. And it's nerve wracking, you know, and you're in your hope throughout that whole time is that the person in front of you, you're watching that person in front of you and you hope that they're stepping in the right place and you're, you're guiding along the way. But, um, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's just holding on to that just perspective of, of getting out of that mental, you know, block that sometimes happens to a lot of people of just doubting yourself and not actually seeing what you bring to the table. And I think that happens for most people. They don't see what they bring. And I'm guilty of that as well. (laughs) Sometimes I'm like, what do I actually do? Like that's beneficial to anybody. And it's hard to see that. And I had that great reminder. And I don't know if this was this. It's not coincidence. I know it's not. But I and I sent it to you, a song that one of my friends wrote. And the message behind it is fantastic. And I remember when she first played that song for me, I was like, well, this has to be something that you continue with. And at the time when I said it, I didn't know that she was contemplating stopping. I didn't know that she was contemplating not writing it. She had reached kind of her end of her knowledge. She didn't know anywhere musically she was supposed to do. And I didn't know at the moment when she came to me, she she had like prayed about it. She had thought about it. She was like, what do I do going forward? And I was that answer. And I had no idea. All I all I basically told her was, okay, so if you're doing this, you have to go forward with this. You have to find someone that can help you produce it, especially if you don't know music. And I'm like, I wish my piano skills were better, but I'm not that person. But this is the route that you have to go. And I had no idea that in that moment, that would project her into you know, creating that song and she released it. It's a fantastic song. It has a great message. And 
Like I, it was nice hearing something that like, and I had told her and cause she was so grateful for what I did. And I was like, well, I feel like my contribution to that whole process was very tiny. <laughs> cause like I, I would sometimes listen to it occasionally and be like, maybe if you added this, it'd be like really great. And she had a lot of other people who did the same. And so I did not feel like what I did was grand in any way. And, um, but she was just like, Jen, I was about to give up. I was almost going to just throw in the towel, just share it with people I knew. I wasn't going to do anything with it. And when you said what you did, it gave me confidence that it was worth putting effort into. And so you don't know like what your voice can do. Like you don't know just the small things that affect people's life that actually project them forward. And and of course, she told me this in a moment where I was feeling like my contributions meant nothing <laughs> or like I haven't been doing enough. And so that was something I needed to hear. So it was it comes full circle. You don't know how you're blessing other people's life and you don't know how that will come around and in turn bless you. And yeah, like Thank I, you so I, much for yeah. sharing that. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that. So um I I think it's fitting that we end the show today with that song. Oh my gosh. Oh, I would <laughs> so love it. I'm I'm gonna play the song and and then we'll wrap up right after. It has a great message. For those who haven't heard it, it's called No Matter What You've Done by Janelle Bravo. And it's fantastic. And I think it's very fitting for just everything that's going on. So if you have a chance to listen to it, listen to it. What? What is your purpose? Who can be trusted in what they say?
so much for listening to our episode today um once again um, our message to you is everything you do matters every choice you make matters and whether you're facing the world or facing your family everything you do will make a difference you have more influence than you think so take on that influence take on that power and go and shine in the world. Go and do something meaningful. Leave a legacy that you can be proud of. That's all you can do. Control what you can and let go of the things you can't control. And take one step at a time and we'll be here with you. We're all in this journey together. So have a good week and we will see you all again next week. 